Let's count down the best players for this upcoming Arizona basketball or Arizona football season here. We've got some normal names and we got a few surprises. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Luke, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. We got a lot to get to today. We are going to talk quite a bit about Arizona football here, obviously, and we're going to talk about the most important players on the team and, quite frankly, the best players on the team. And you know what? There's going to be some surprises. There's going to be a few names that you would expect, but I'll tell you what, let's get to it right now. Now, first and foremost... The best player on the team, in my opinion, is Cowing. Now, everybody knows where Jacob Cowing's background is. Comes over from UTEP and caught for about 1,400 yards last year and seven touchdowns, and he has been everything that this coaching staff hoped that he would be going into camp right or in camp right now, where he basically – He's able to get by the defense. He is able to make guys miss. He's able to get deep. Whatever you want, he can do. When you look at an NFL player, when you look at an NFL wide receiver, again, he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's also somebody that you look at and say that that can be a difference maker for you, and he looks like somebody that will probably play in the NFL one day. Big fan of Jacob Cowing, and right now I think it's hard to look at him and say that that isn't the best player on this U of A team. So again, that's where we're looking at. We're Again, we're not going by position or importance. We're just going with where the best players are, and right now I think Jacob Cowing is certainly that guy. All right. Now, number two, could go in a couple different directions right here. Keon Bars. Now, on Arizona, you don't get a lot of people that are looking at the defense and thinking to themselves that, you know, this is going to be a a great defense. That's probably fair. It's not going to be a great defense. But there are some really good players to it. And I think the one that matters really the most at this point is Keon Bars. Now, He's a uh, he was named second team all conference preseason at the defensive tackle position. Arizona generally doesn't get defensive tackles that are all conference or anything to be honest with you. Bars also looks like a player that could be in contention at some point to play in the NFL and maybe that could be this coming year. But right now you look at him, and we've talked about this a great deal. You need him to be able to be a force in the middle. He's got to be able to get you five, six, heck, I don't know, seven sacks from that defensive tackle position. And if he can make that one happen, then I think it makes it a lot easier for everybody involved. But there's no doubt that he's capable of that. We've seen that he's capable of that. So, Keon Bars, you need a big year out of the, you need a big year out of the big man right there. And quite frankly, I think that he is more than up to it. As a matter of fact, I would expect him to have a big year. I think that he's got that in him right there. Special kid. All right. Now, going a little bit off script right here, a little bit into left field, but the next guy is Kyle Ostendorp. Now, some people might say Kyle Ostendorp. 
You know, what the heck's going on there? Kyle Ostendorp is the best punter in the conference. Preseason number, preseason first team all conference. And those guys aren't, you know, as Arizona fans know, those aren't players that just come around all the time. And he can be a big weapon for Arizona this year. Um, we haven't, you haven't had a great punter in quite a while. And I think Ostendorp can be that guy, to be honest with you. Um, he, but he needs to be a weapon. More so than anything, he needs to be a weapon for Arizona. And he needs to be able to pin guy pin players deep. He needs to be able to be that that guy that when you know when he's kicking, when Arizona needs to flip the field, he's got to be able to do that, and he's got to be able to do that on a very consistent basis. And I don't see any reason, quite frankly, that he can't do that. He's shown it last year, and he's got the expectations going into this year of being able to do that. So we're going to see how it plays out, but I do think right now that Kyle Ostendorp is one of your handful of best players on the team. And quite frankly, I don't know, and I don't know anybody that would disagree with that. So so far, you got Jacob Cowing, Keon Bars, Kyle Ostendorp. Then I'm going again. Keep in mind, this is going for what I'm projecting for this season. Going off script a little bit more right here. Hunter Eccles. All right. So Hunter Eccles is certainly a player that people know about. He's a USC transfer, and you do wonder, you know, how good is he really? I don't necessarily think to myself that he that when a guy comes from USC and he doesn't play, that he can't play. Because, again, Jed Fish is trying to get Arizona on a different realm, but USC recruits on a different level than Arizona does. So just because he wasn't able to beat out a Drake uh, – a uh, Drake Jackson. I don't know. Just because he wasn't able to beat out some of those USC pass rushers doesn't mean that he can't play. And in camp, if you watched him, you know for a fact that he is probably the best naturally pa talented pass rusher on this team. And he showed it all throughout spring ball. And he took that over into the game. He then talked about it afterwards about how he was able to bring this into fall camp and you look at the coaches and when they're asked about Ostendorf or excuse me, when they're asked about Eccles, they continuously say that they expect him to be a problem for the opposing teams. And I don't see any reason why that can't be the case. I have big expectations for uh, Hunter Eccles. I think that he's a player. Um, I think that he's a player that uh, can get to the quarterback can get to, uh, and I think he can get there consistently. Now we'll see what we'll see if this happens once the games come on, because as we all know, it is a little bit different once all everything comes on. But I don't think that there's anything to uh, recognize or to look at and say that he can't be that guy. Now again, we're going to find out pretty quickly here, but I think all signs point to him being a difference maker right there. Again, not a proven talent but I think somebody that you have to look at and say that he can be a difference maker. All right. Now at number five, this, he hasn't been one of the five best players in camp, but I think it's hard to look at. I think it's hard to look at Jaden Delora and look at his background and say that that can't be one of the five best players. Again, 
hasn't been hasn't been great in camp. He's certainly had some moments. On uh, Friday, he probably had the throw of the year to, uh, to Jacob Cowing, which was a big-time, big-time throw that not a lot of people can make. Now, where is he able to – because, again, he's in a much different passing situation right now at what – uh, at Washington, or excuse me, than he was at Washington State, and a lot of people probably say, "Well, he should be able to, uh, you know, make that move." But it's different when you're a quarterback and you've been in there, you've been in a certain offense. It's different than you know than where you came from. So, where can he do? What can he do right now? And I think that there, the more seasoning he gets, the more that he is able to get out there. And just connect with his receivers. I think that you are looking at a pot, you are looking at a guy who should be able to throw for over three thousand yards, something like that. And if he can't throw over three thousand yards, then he's got to be in the spot where he can get he can get the ball to the receiver in an efficient spot. Because again, as we've talked about, Noah Fafita is coming. At some point, Noah Fafita is going to hit the field. I don't know when that is. A lot of people don't know when that is. But when he does hit the field, you kind of you get the feeling to yourself that he's probably not coming off the field. So Delora's got to be sharp. And again, I think Delora knows that he's got to be sharp. And I think that he's going to be just fine. Big fan of Jaden Delora. I do think that he is going to break through and he's going to have a really, I think he's going to have a better year as the year goes on. So again, we'll see how that all plays out right there. But Jaden Delora going there. Now, could have gone about three different directions. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. Could have gone a bunch of different directions right here. But the one position that I think to myself that Arizona has to be solid at, or at least passable, is on the offensive line. Now, the player that you think that has to be that guy is Peyton Fears. Now, again... Peyton Fears is not going to probably play in the NBA or NBA. I can guarantee you he won't play in the NBA, but he probably won't play in the NFL either. But he has also been a player that has been able to get the uh, get the trust of multiple coaching staffs, and he's solid. He's not great. Nobody's going to look at Peyton Fears and say, you know what, uh, that's Orlando Pace. But you need him to be solid. I don't know that he has it in him to be an all-conference type guy. But I also don't know that he can't be an all-conference type guy. So you need him to be that. He's been uh, he's certainly shown over the years, though, that he has the uh, the capacity to be a skilled guy. We'll see how this all plays out. But Peyton Fears is on that list. Then after that, you, again, you could go in a bunch of different directions here. My answers aren't necessarily right. People's other people's answers aren't necessarily right. It's just kind of the way it is right here, especially when you're. Hold on, just a second. My pen just broke. But my my answers aren't necessarily right. A lot of people's answers aren't. We're just taking stabs at this. Now, the next guy though that I have on my list is Christian Young. You don't bring a player with you to media day if you don't expect him to be good and you watch the coaches and they talk about Christian young and it's always in glowing terms that, you know, he, he does things the right way. He goes about his business in a way that everybody respects and that matters. Now I think what you need from him is you need him to be able to take that next step, become an all conference guy. And I think if you become an all conference guy, it becomes a lot easier for basically everybody then to look at you and say, okay, that's that dude right there. And 
if you just look by what the coaching staffs have said, if you look at his physical talent, if you look at how he looks, I'm not sure why he can't be that player. Now, again, we'll certainly find out if he is that guy. But Arizona needs something big out of Christian Young this year. And if he can become all-conference, I think it becomes a lot easier for everybody involved right there. So, again, we will uh, – We'll definitely keep breaking that one down, but he is somebody that I think people have a lot of expectations for. Now, when it comes to uh, the next guy on the list, Christian Roland Wallace. Uh, C-Row's good. He's not great, but C-Row's good. And the thing that's always been uh, good about him is that he was able to get on the field and he was able to play almost immediately. And that's something that a lot of players just aren't able to do. He hit that field, and um, again, he's been burned over the top some for sure. There's no doubt about that. But he has been—he's been a fairly consistent player for Arizona. And being that he's going to be a three-year starter, I don't know that anything should change there. He's a guy that is definitely someone to keep an uh, to keep an eye on because if he could become an All-Conference guy then you're looking at something that's even easier for Arizona to be able to push out there. And I think that's kind of what you're looking at right there. Now we're going to talk about some other players. Again, this is just a projection here. I could be totally off on this. We'll find out here. Certainly, certainly soon enough. All right. Now this next, uh, this uh, segment right here, LinkedIn, here's the deal with LinkedIn. Everybody knows about LinkedIn and you have been in, it's because it's first of all, it's been around forever. And the reason it's been around forever and the reason that it's had so many different uh, uh, people, over 60 million people that have been part of it is because it works. Nobody has something that says, you know, LinkedIn really doesn't work, but uh, it's worked for so many different people. It's worked for so many different people for a reason. First and foremost, it's because over 60 million people have been involved in this and from hiring to all that, that's where LinkedIn is right there. Again, check it out. Go there. LinkedIn, can't tell you enough. Can't, it's been around. It's not going anywhere, and it's not going anywhere for a reason. Okay, let's take a quick quick break. We will be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. We are running down the best players on this Arizona football team for the coming season. Some of the names that we've thrown out so far are Jacob Cowing, Keon Bars, Kyle Ostendorp, Jaden Delora, Hunter Eccles, Peyton Fears, Christian Young, Christian Roland Wallace, Jalen Harris is the next one on there. Everybody knows Jalen Harris is a really talented dude. He's always been a very talented guy. Um, he's, it's just time to put it together. He's uh, Again, he comes from football royalty and... There's a reason that people expect a lot because you look at him, he's long, he's angular, he's physical, and he explodes off the edge. He's always been that. He's just got to get some sacks now. He's got to get into that set six or seven sack realm, kind of like we talked about a little bit with Hunter Eccles. And if he can get in there, then it's a totally different animal that you're talking about right there because you would have two pass rushers off the edge. Again, these are just projections, but he's got to be that dude. And I don't think there's any reason to expect that he won't be that guy. Again, uh, Johnny Nansen, uh, the coaching staff, have high expectations for him. It's time to be able to make that next one move. All right. Now, the next guy, Totora McMillan. 
a lot of times when a player comes in, well, a lot of times, there's not really much of a track record for it here at U of A, but when a five-star player comes in, they're expected to play and star immediately. It's been a little bit of an up-and-down camp for uh, McMillan. I don't think that there's any doubt about that, but... You know, he also is a freshman. I think the coaching staff is still figuring out how to use him. And again, that's not something that's going to be easy for, you know, pretty much anybody. They have to find a way to be able to use him, but you can't just use him in that just those fade patterns. To me, that takes away from him and that just makes him more of a specialty type receiver. And he's better than a specialty type receiver. He's a he's he's a beast. So let him be a normal receiver. And I think you'll see eight to nine hundred yards, six to seven touchdowns. Big fan of his, obviously. Now I'm going to go back to back right here at the receiver position. I'm going Jamari Joiner. Now Jamari's still trying to get himself back into shape. Uh, I don't think the coaching staff has made any bones about that. But there's a reason, though, that um, you know he's a physically he's a very very talented player, and he's always been that. He's able to get up and down the field. He is able to make people miss and not only make people miss, but run them over. And if he can stay healthy, I think that Arizona is looking at a player that can also have similar numbers to T-Mac. I've always been a big fan of Jamari. I've always felt that Jamari has NFL ability. He just needs to be able to get, he just needs to stay healthy. And I feel if he stays healthy, he will be more than good enough. That's kind of what you're looking at right there. Now, if you, if you wanted to bet on something, if you wanted to bet on Arizona football, if you wanted to bet on a, a player a player props or whatever the whatever the case is, that's where we're at right now with Bet Online Sportsbook. Bet Online Sportsbook is the best place there is to be able to get any of the odds you want, and more so than anything, it's easy to use. Everybody knows how to use it. It's not going anywhere, and. If you want, again, if you want to bet on Arizona, I would say take the over on the Cats. To me, that makes a lot of sense. I love the over two and a half. But even if you don't love them and you think I'm dumb, go against me. Just make it happen. The DraftKings Sportsbook, or excuse me, the Bet Online's Bet Online, uh, Bet Online app, that's where you want to be. We'll be right back with you. You are listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We're going by player expectations and what we expect from this coming team, from this team, from this roster, where we see everything playing out right now. And we've gone through a ton of players. We've gone through Jacob Cowing. We've gone through Keon Bars. We've gone through Kyle Ostendorp. We've gone through Hunter Eccles, Jaden Delora, Peyton Fears, Christian Young, uh, Christian Roland Wallace, Jalen Harris, Tatora McMillan, Jamari Joyner. All right, I'm going to throw one more uh, little uh, loop at you. Tyler Loop. Now, Tyler Loop, perfect on field goals last year. 12-12. He's going to be getting all of the kicks this year. If he can be consistent from 45 on in, then you got yourself a real problem there for everybody else in the conference because you would have a great punter and you would have a great kicker on top of that. All right. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. 
given more given more thoughts on this team, more things that we were able to take away from practice and from the scrimmage. But again, wanted to kind of give you a take of where I see this roster, where I see this team playing out, these players playing out as well. So again, we will be back with you Tuesday or tomorrow. You have been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast. Again, everybody out there have a great Monday and we will be back with you tomorrow. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon.